that we're in Advent. Yeah. So, what's your favourite Christmas song? My favourite Christmas song? Good question. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a carol. Oh, it's not a carol. Right. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't even going down that line. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's my favourite Christmas song? It would be Last Christmas, because I'm of the era. That was the school disco. Yeah, yeah. And getting the... Uh, Getting the uh, the courage to ask Michelle Owen to ask for a dance. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Last Christmas. Nice. Um, what about me? I don't know. Um, I should always prepare an answer when I ask a question like this beforehand. But uh, I quite like the tune of the Stop the Cavalry one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. It's one that always kind of gets in my head around this time of year. So yeah, yeah. Maybe. I know Carl wins his... Uh, driving home from Christmas with oh, yeah. Chris Rea. Yeah, nice. So I, I, uh, I don't know why I know that, but I do know that. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if he plays it on the way back from Uganda, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. And I do like the Rat Pack rather than Michael Booley. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. like the Frank Sinatra's or, or Dean Martin and Silver Bells. Yeah, very nice. And things like that. Or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, or a bit of Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. Chestnuts. Yeah, it's the classic FM on around Christmas yeah, yeah. time. Very nice. Yeah. And I do like um, Ella Fitzgerald's voice at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Very so, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Anyway, I'll get old. <laughs> well, it's classy, though, isn't it? It's classy. Yeah, yeah it's classy yeah. Christmas. But I've always liked that since because my dad was a big Francis Albert, oh, uh, nice. as we call yeah, yeah. Ultra in our house mm-hmm. fan. So yeah. it's a big fan. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, great. So uh, we're doing a podcast today as you kind of teed up on Sunday as we prepare. You know, it's a time of Advent. It's a time of preparation, isn't it? But we're preparing um, as well to celebrate Christmas. But as we go into January, a time of prayer and fasting and stopping and resetting as a church. Yeah, I think um, we were, all pl- we're planning it for a while since it, yeah. for a while. We've done it before in the past. We had mm. big decisions like we were, had to like... Um, we were talking about the Queen Square project, and if you remember those vision nights, which was incredible. Talk mm, about Ark, yeah. and we had to, the guide came out at that time. This, yeah, this yeah. is, this is us, and uh, we've done it before, uh, but I think this is slightly different. I think this is like a fire break in the ground. That's mm. uh, how I describe it. I'd, um, I think the next season, I think a word from God for me, is uh, that Exodus 14, 4, 14, which is uh, God will fight your battles. Just be still. Yeah. Speaking to Moses, and I think. Um, we can carry on. I don't think as a church, we've done amazing. You know, you know, you know. Get emotional when I think about it. We're deeply proud of, uh, in the right sense of St John's, of how we stepped up in COVID, how we planted initially, how we stepped up in COVID, and how as a church we've come out of COVID and grown. Uh, and we've lost some big families, you know, like as well in those ways that have uh, moved out to farms or whatever. Not because of the church, you know, entirely, but you know, for life decisions in that. Mm. And um, and so. Uh, yeah, uh, St. John's in a great place. Got Thea coming on uh, as associate minister. Mm-hmm. I've got Charlotte uh, Dobson to join us as curate. And we have Will step up into curacy. Uh, got Sam stepping into a leadership role. So lots of clergy, lots of great team. Got Carrie turning on team, uh, by staff team. But um, the way that this church has carried on, and done so well as our volunteers. Oh, yeah. So we talk about staff team mm. and all that, but actually it's the volunteers and, okay. the, and um, the stories that we've seen. And so the, the, the heart of this church is Alpha, uh, and bring, uh, but the heart of the church is Jesus Christ mm. and transform. So when I look back and look in, at those videos, they're the things that makes me hungry, uh, as I was talking about Sunday. Uh, but I just don't, I think we could just do another load of programs, mm. a load of load of stuff, and do it well, and we'll grow the church, and it'd be uh, great. But I wonder if in three or four years' time we'll turn around and go, ah, we did that under our own strength. Yeah. But what was the Holy Spirit doing, mm. and what were we missing in the Holy Spirit? And so I think it's important. So 
because you're led by me. Uh, it's all in. Uh, but also, if I'm not in a healthy place, uh, we came back from uh, Renaissance really encountering Jesus. Uh, and if... Uh, the best leadership of me and Liz is when we're encountering Jesus. And uh, I think sometimes we need to have a stop and a gap. Uh, you know, that's why we have sabbaticals, and that's my my one to come up in two or three years' time uh, for three months. But I think it's it's been a tough season. Uh, and prayer and fasting is a way of intensifying uh, the in- intimacy with Jesus mm. uh, in a prayer. It's mysterious. We'll go into it in a minute, but I think we need to have that. And I don't, I don't think it's tokenism where I want to tick a box. No. Where I want to go is where we stop everything, and I mean everything. Uh, there'll be some Darson meetings I can't get off because it's <laughs> not under my uh, gifting. Uh, but I want to stop everything and see and seek God in that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll still be planning and having meetings in the morning, uh, about seeking time in the afternoon and then gathering each evening. But prayer and fasting, thing to remember, lots of churches, not Anglican churches, but lots of churches do this. So mm. we're not uh, reinventing the, the sort of wheel, but I feel intentionally it's a 28 day. It's the whole of January. So it's yeah. 30, 31 days in January, is it? 31, yeah, 31 days. Yeah. But it's intentionally from the 1st to the 28th of, on Sundays or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Sundays will look very similar in many ways, I'm not saying, but, uh, but we're talking about praying, fasting and what God's saying. But yeah, something different. Mm. Uh, and why pray? Why, why don't we just pray and fast will come on to? Um, I think... Uh, I don't want it to be on- onerous and so loads of material yeah. going out there. But I think this advent of waiting for Jesus is about preparing our hearts for that stage. Mm. And yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, as we do that, how how can we prepare for that time? You know, um, how can we prepare our hearts for that kind of time of uh, seeking and uh, wanting intimacy with God? But also, um, how can we prepare for? Um, yeah, for the kind of change of rhythm, I guess, for, for like you mentioned, stopping, doing less, you know. Um, what kind of things do we need to put in place this side of the new year, perhaps, to help us best use that kind of time in January to um, to seek God? I think it's making sure that January's stepped into deliberately, you know, t- intentionality. You know, we had that time of intentionality we were doing with the telefo- uh, telephone sort of messages in the morning, yeah. WhatsApps. I think, go and have a look, read back onto them, some of them. Because they're really helpful in stepping like, you know, are you preparing your heart? Are you getting into the rhythms and routines of um, stepping in with Jesus now? Are you reading your Bible every day? Are you worshipping? Are you coming into confession? Obviously, when prayer and fasting starts, that'll be an intensification. But I would be really getting the environment right. Where are you going to do your quiet time? Mm. Are you tidy a little bit? You know, yeah. in between Christmas and New Year, tidy a little bit. Get your get your environment right. Yeah. Um, get your, get a diary. Get a journal that just you may do for 20 days. Start doing it now, so you're in the habit of doing it. Yeah, yeah. And so when you hit the ground running, mm. so it's like prayer and fasting is going to be a real intensification. I think you get the most about it is being prepared. Mm. And you, it'd be like us saying at the cat school with our testimonies. If you practice and practice and practice, maybe you'd start half day fast now once mm. a week. Start stretching that muscle, mm-hmm. you know, or work out what it's going to look like for you. Make it achievable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Like, you know, don't get onto the treadmill and run 25 miles in one go and throw out and wonder why. You, it's about trying and practice and training. Uh, but it's mainly about training. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, it's, you know, almost signing up for a gym membership. Mm. But it's how, how you do it. You get the right kit, get the right Bible, get the right pens, maybe a new notepad that's going to be dedicated to this. This all helps me prepare yeah. myself. And so get in the habit of waking up. And uh, so me, I've joined a gym as well because at the moment, because I've just, my Achilles is just back into frame. Mm. And so able to do that. And so I think that's almost get my body right for yeah. going to prayer and fasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to be doing. Yeah, it's like when we looked at the way of Jesus and did the spiritual disciplines, there are ones which are body, aren't they? As yeah. well as ones which are mind and heart and yeah yeah and uh and so it's, there's lots of things to do i think we need to as a team uh plan the church 28 days but not be loose because we want to go with where the spirit is yeah i think we've got to work out in this time be start telling where god's just start noticing where god's working in your life now mm. and so it's uh, so when you step into it you sort of deliberate so on carrot school the other night i just said oh where's god been working and about six people came up yeah i don't know about amazing. you it was amazing, really, really powerful. Um, like a really cool uh, way of, of sharing, but of, of leading us into worship as well. Like totally like sharing. You know, we always talk about the importance of stories, but actually just to kind of host them like that was really powerful in that moment. And broke something in the room as we went on to speak about sharing stories as well, didn't it? Yeah, I think it just, they were simple. Yeah. They were straightforward and they were about God. And it was just, uh, and I think in this time it won't be, great podcasts or uh, <laughs> you know like or, that will enliven you to be involved in this it'll be sharing stories and being yeah. bold enough to share the simplest of stories mm. you know we're not looking for like you know if you get an amazing someone's leg grows back then please do you know it's to be amazing yeah. but yeah. we're looking for those simple simple stories where mm. you've trusted God you've shared a testimony you don't know what's happened but yeah. you've been bold yeah. and I think that'll be really helpful in, in you know in January as well as we're praying and fasting um, and and I guess one of the things that would be cool to talk about is what that looks like for um, for people who are going to work or going to school and, and, and that kind of thing and how we can help them to um, engage with with, um, with this. You know, we'll be fasting together as a church, but you mentioned coming together in the evenings. Um, but just, yeah, sharing of what's going on is going to be one way that we can encourage one another say yeah god is moving in this time this is what he's doing um and we you know we're sharing that amongst amongst our family yeah absolutely and so it's how how we bring it into the workplace so is it you know if you'd you might come and say i really like someone to email me from the in the week in into, so what made a big difference to me being in the metro and police was uh, i'd get an email from someone from the church once a week or twice a week three times a week sometimes mm. that brought my workplace and church life together yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah yeah I'm part of a bigger year like even if it's like anything I can pray for yeah you know we just rely on people to get back in touch with us but maybe it's a season where where you know people are praying and go oh right I'm gonna drop a message and say anything I can pray for mm. you know I've got this quiet time you came onto my mind can I pray for you yeah yeah things like that you that's know, really you cool. know that, yeah, that's just the dots on that it's just we you know we'll go through what fasting does but it's an internal thing but it's also then connecting externally yeah, with yeah, people yeah so you preached on sunday about um you know sharing this your heart behind uh, what we're doing so um yeah maybe can you share a little bit more about you know why should we fast as we uh, intensify as we seek God where kind of fasting has in its intention, intentional and integral role in that um, yeah and more of what that's going to look like in January 
Yeah, so we unpacked a little bit of Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Um, our culture, you know, I was trying to say, look, as a Burston, we're very much food orientated, but our culture generally is quite, in the West, is food orientated. Yeah. You know, you can go down the high street, it's all about what food, uh, just eat, Deliveroo, mm -hmm. it's just like, you won't Advent go, calendars. Advent calendars. <laughs> we're just, you know, really set up for um, pleasure and delight. Mm. And that's what we see food, food as. And so, none more so in the Christmas period. It's like M&S adverts will be going out with gooey, yeah. gooey bites being pulled <laughs> apart. But, um, and I guess that goes back to the Roman, you know, the, the idea of wealth is, it's not that, uh, the idea of wealth wasn't that, as we think it is, like you eat and then you vomit and you eat some more sometimes if you're a historian. But um, it was actually a picture of opulence and wealth and success was someone lying on a couch surrounded by bones mm. having just been eat, fe feasted. And, uh, but then we look at the life of Jesus. And so Aaron really helpfully unpacked what that life looked like, and it wouldn't be a life of opulence, you know. Uh, really interestingly, Jesus working class. Mm. You know, he yeah. was a carpenter. Yeah. So he was in obscurity for 30 years doing a job until he stepped in it. But his, his relationship with food would be more in the working class, mm. which would be lentils, and then f fish. I would suggest would be featuring uh, somewhere in his diet with the, who is, uh, but also meat on feast days as Aaron unpacked but a working class so you know if you look at some, some work that's not um, faith based we'd look at how different classes look of food so if you're working class it's about the quantity of food you have mm -hmm. and um, I mean, Liz ran a youth club on a, an estate and uh, we'd provide pasta at night for the kids and they just wanted more and more and more of it. So, oh, yeah. They didn't care the quality of it, they wanted quantity. If you get middle class about quality and uh, I'm sure the young adults would relate to that and <laughs> the aesthetics of what goes in, you know, uh, you know, it's about the quality of the food. Mm. And so when we go out for dinner, it's like not about quantity, it's like, ah, oh, that was really tasty, I want mm. something slightly different. Than, uh, and if it's the elite class, it's looking at the aesthetics and the experience so it'd be like a, a bit of a dry ice and you know those sort yeah. of things yeah of the michelin person. star yeah michelin star so there's a it's a you know it's really worth knowing our relationship with food mm. and now increasingly fasting's been taken over by the dieting world yeah uh, it's like you know keto or uh, you know intermittent fasting or you fast different things it's a way to reset and cleanse your body uh, it's all good stuff but that's not what we're stepping in January it's not a New Year's resolution because I need to lose weight I do but that's it's about seeking God yeah uh, and I will find it incredibly hard but it's definitely it's not because we're going into like or we need to sort our bodies. It's, mm. it's a bodily thing, but it's, it's, that's not the purpose. You step into it thinking, oh, yeah, great, I'm going to weigh myself every day and see how much I lose on this process. You're probably not going with the right heart mm. into it. That may be a byproduct, but it may not be. My, my experience when I pray and fast or do anything like that, very quickly I'll put it back on in the way <laughs> after the back of it. But so it's, it's definitely not that. So it's also fasting's uh, been taken over by... Uh, Political, so we talk about Gandhi and uh, fasting, and Nelson Mandela fasted. Or if you're in my era, you remember Bobby Sands, one of the H block uh, prisoners in the IRA in Northern Ireland, would do uh, a far, uh, hunger strike, mm -hmm. as did the suffragettes, in, as they worked for the emancipation of women. Or I love Revisionist History, which is a podcast by Malcolm Gladwell that deals with massive top topics of tokenism in racism and feminism, that talks about inequality of. Uh, uh, 
uh, in uh, education, mm-hmm. but does a podcast about McDonald's breaking Malcolm Gladwell's heart by changing the mix of the oil that the beef, the fries, the beef fat is, uh, and, it, and, and does a whole podcast. <laughs> and you go, what? what? Yeah. You know, we've got this relationship with food that seems quite obsessive in one way, mm. and then we've got reclaimed fasting to not what it is. So there's strongholds to be broken in that, mm. and prayer and fasting deals with our bodies and our souls and our minds mm. in a way that connects that if we meditate on the Word of God, like Psalm 1 says, meditate on the Word of God, have purpose in it in your prayers, but combine that with fasting, something extraordinary happens. Mm. And so, you know, even uh, Ramadan, you take other religions. Hinduism has really extreme forms of fasting as well. Mm. Um, And so it's not unusual to Christian faith. What I think unusual to Christian faith is... uh, is I get well. I guess Christ is centering on the sacrifice of Christ mm-hmm. and uh, not doing it to please God, but in order to encounter God. Yeah, yeah. So in your, um, you know, you've done fasts and stuff before. What what happens to you when you fast that draws you closer to God? Well, for me, it's like a, a second. Uh, a second turns into an hour, it, it, generally. So I'm, I'm pretty good. In the morning, so I, I would generally choose your fast. So um, it could be you love fasting lunch, but I, it will be about food, as I said mm. last time. We're not talking about fasting like yeah. social media. It's all good. That's great, and it, it all gets its benefits. Um, I think if you went back to, uh, interestingly, if you look at the early church, Lent would look very much like Ramadan. Oh, yeah. For the early church, mm-hmm. we've kind of diluted it yeah. and lost the teeth of it. Yeah. Uh, it would, you know, Ramadan looks. It would be no no eating until dark, not yeah. nightfall, mm-hmm. and you'd be feeling it. So bodily, I would change. I would become a little bit irritable uh, without food, a bit hangry. Mm. Uh, I get a little bit disorientated when it first comes. But if I keep on stopping in the day, so this is where you get the rhythm. So I'd have a nine o'clock alarm where, you know, morning prayer. I'd have a lunchtime prayer. I'd have, you know, I'd be doing it five, you know, I'd do Benedictine probably in this time, which is seven times, centering myself. So you keep on coming back to it. It might be an hourly routine you do where you set your alarm so you make sure, even if you're doing a task, that you are... um, coming back to the fact that you're aware that you're fasting mm. the purpose isn't to go oh brilliant I've done five hours and not even known it <laughs> it's like to be acutely aware of what's going yeah. on in your body yeah. it slows you down it makes you ultra aware of things your your uh, senses get heightened to mm. smell of a so I could walk in and uh, Isaiah's left a, uh, uh, a terrible Chinese that's been left overnight that's congealed on top suddenly that becomes the most attractive thing in the world <laughs> but you yeah. just realise that your wantings and longings and how much food is connected to your joy yeah. and your peace yeah and then you have to reconnect to Jesus in your joint yeah, peace. Yeah. So something happens, and it takes time. So the first day, pretty good. Second day, pretty good. Third day, not so good. You know. yeah. So you're going to go on a journey. You're mm-hmm. going to go to some... So my hope is, is that I'm ruined by God in this time. That he really examines the longings and uh, lovings of my heart, my desires, mm. and he cleanses me in it. And that would be painful. Mm. But it's also exciting to hear what the Holy Spirit is actually saying. Yeah. 
not what Steve Burston or uh, a book might be saying to me uh, that's written uh, really good. I'm going to stop. I'm going to fast reading Christian books this time. Mm. I'm going to read the book, yeah. which is the Bible. Yeah. Uh, probably stop listening to podcasts mm. uh, unless it's uh, and listen to what the people of God in this place are doing. We might do the odd podcast or things from here, but just listen to what God's saying in Crawley at this time. Mm. Uh, it might be as we come out the back of it, listen more and what the church is saying. I don't think it's... I've just reflected like this morning. I'm going to General Synod. I'm now on General Synod. Mm. And the Church of England is discussing really huge things at the moment. Yeah. And that meets in February, the first week of February. Wow. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. fast. So there'll be some stuff that I'll be like, okay, I need to take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope to have not too much of an agenda in it. But, mm. but I think, yeah, going back to your question about what happens, it slows you down. Yeah. You get colder. You know, in January, it's like yeah. you, you heat or, you know, you'd be cold. So wrap up warm. Mm. Uh, and just, you know, some people be able to do it, to do it medically. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, so some people got dis- eating disorders or, you know, we're not saying, you know, do, be sensible. Yeah. So do what fits you, but also challenge yourself. Mm. You know, when I watch, whenever I've been pushed my body to the absolute limits in different places in the police, that's been done. Mm. Or we, you watch something like the SAS training, we are far more capable of stuff than we, we give up way early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you do fall, keep a short account, mm. dust it down, repent. You know, this is going to be a key phase: is repentance, yeah. and then start again. Yeah. Don't go after three days. Oh, I can't do this. That keep. It might be three days you fall, get back on it. Mm. Two days you, you know. So, be kind to yourselves as well. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just what kinds of fastings there are. That's the other thing I wanted to say. You know, today there's the absolute uh, fast that we t- talk about, which is like 40 days with nothing. That is only ever done with like medical intervention. Yeah. That's uh, just like yeah, yeah, that's a supernatural fast. Yeah. So let's not enter into that <laughs> unless you. Uh, there's a partial, you know, a partial fast is that you, you read, you know, like in uh, uh, Book of Daniel. You know, like, yep. you know, just uh, definitely, or uh, a normal fast would be just, you know, you might be two meals, or you might just drink in just water, or you might just do, a day, you know, whatever you think, but enter into it because something happens with prayer and fasting together. Like, you know, I said last on the thing, it looks, it roots out our uh, dependency. Mm. You know, it looks at what we actually hold is important, yeah. prayer and fasting. Yeah. It then looks at our longings and desires, mm. you know. Uh, and then it um, takes us to a place of intimacy and inten- intensity. Mm. And that's, you know, you know, I talked about Anna. You know, it's like there's a woman that was yeah. powerful and yeah. she saw Christ. So my prayer as we, you know, well, how can we prepare? Is we're going to be preparing by just preparing for Christmas because that is, again, hungry for Jesus coming, the yeah. incarnation yeah. and encounter. You know, we're going to probably do a bit of work in this time about encounter, as in like even branding. And you know, we will have hoodies coming out with discover and maybe encounter on it. Discover and encounter. Mm. I think we will have that. And mm. I think even putting a bit of clothing on might focus your yeah, mind yeah. at this time. Same as where I, you know, best when you put a dog collar on, it changes your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if you, totally. If you get if you get a t-shirt, or you, you know, you might have to buy uh, a hoodie for fifteen, twenty-five quid or something. It's actually. Or if you put it on, you put it on, you know, maybe see that as a moment of actually. Mm. That's why monks wear what they do. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, John the Baptist went out into the wilderness and that really changed his diet and mm. saw that Jesus as who he was. Mm. Mm. There's just so many cool, cool stories of in the Bible of prayer uh, and encounter and fasting. It's just like, you know, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, really cool. And and as well as we kind of approach this time, start getting into the rhythm of, of sending in or letting us know how God is, you know, moving, you know, as you prepare your your physical space, as Steve said, or as you kind of um, press more into scripture or whatever it looks like in this time of preparation, you know, share what's going on. Yeah, no, totally. You know, I don't know, uh, uh, I was trying to quickly look before we started this, but, you know, Peter was up on stairs on a... Uh, on a roof praying and fasting possibly. I've had different sort of things uh, up on there. And then Cornelius is doing the same somewhere else. And something happens beautifully that changes the whole course of Christianity mm. that can only be opened by prayer and fasting. Yeah. So there's only things that can happen. I was saying about Jesus coming down. There's only things that we are missing doors that are opening if we yeah. don't pray and fast. Yeah. Yeah. And what might come out of this season is a rhythm and routine that you pray and fast more regularly. Mm. And that would be amazing. Yeah, That's yeah. a spiritual discipline. So if you're struggling with addictions, one of the spiritual disciplines or the patterns would I would say that come out of it would be you do prayer and fasting because that is a bodily thing that you break mm. things in. Yeah, That's yeah. about developing self-control as a muscle but allowing the Holy Spirit to do it per- permanently. Mm. 28 days won't get you into a pattern of prayer and fasting. I think it's like six weeks, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. it's... If you're starting now, if you started today, mm. you know, day a week, then you do the whole month and you come out the back of it. It's a bit like me going to the gym at the moment. Yeah. The fact that I'm rubbish in the gym right now, my fitness levels are appalling. You know, like for a, 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 someone who's competitive to go into the gym right now, it's like, oh yeah, I'm old, uh, I'm unfit, and I'm achy. Uh, and so the victory is putting my kit on and turning up and walking through the door. Mm, yeah. That is the victory every day. Yeah. It's just, even if it's like, you know, cycling 10K and running 3K, that is victory. Mm. You know, or if it was just turning up 10 minutes, that in the book Atomic Habits, talk about sometimes it's just putting on your kit when you get home yeah. is the way you start a habit. Yeah. And you might go for a run. Yeah. So what is the little things you can do to start that process. Mm. You know where it's going to be. So I know I can't have biscuits in the house in January. <laughs> you know, just yeah, or, cause, yeah. or cashew nuts that we have. Because I know, I'll, before I know it, I'll have a hand in, involuntary, that'll be in my mouth. And I'll be going, what mm. am I doing? Because <laughs> there's just a lot of yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really true. Um, cool. So, yeah, uh, as you... Uh, as you start to prepare, as you um, pray and look at what fasting might look like for you, yeah, I, I think that's really helpful having those um, those almost small wins, aren't they? Things you can go yeah, great, yeah, I've, I've kind of opened my Bible today, I've done yeah. five minutes or you know whatever, kind of a step it up for that for you is. Yeah, totally and it's what a hard season's doing. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. what a sacrifice it'll be but um, I think we've got a lament in that, I think Habakkuk features in my head going forward for prayer and fasting so if you want to get into my head right now read Habakkuk and there's a lot of uh, and that's about hearing from the will of God, hearing God and a vision for your life yeah. but within that is lamenting yeah. so I think it will be a painful process as well I think maybe the first week will be lamenting mm. so yeah cool 
Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yeah, we pray that you have a really blessed week. Um, as you know, there's tons going on at church at the moment, so check out the website and come along to um, carols or to Sundays. But we really are, yeah, praying to praying uh, forward into January that um, together as a church that um, yeah that we would encounter God together. You know, like Steve said, we're not going in with specific things to pray for, other than we want to know what God wants to where He wants to lead the church, um, how He wants to change us individually and corporately together. Um, and yeah, we are praying for you and we're praying that um, God uses this time, you know, as we make space for him. That, um, yeah, that he comes and, and takes his place in the church and in our lives. Um, so yeah, have a blessed week and we will see you soon.